Welcome to PSQH the podcast. I'm your host Jay Kumar, editor-in-chief of PSQH. On this episode I talked to Patricia McGaffigan, vice president of the Institute for Healthcare Improvement, and Dina Dent, vice president and chief nursing officer at Innova Health System, about the IHI's new rapid cycle improvement pilot program. And now, on to the interview. I'm here at the IHI Forum in Orlando, and I'm joined by Patricia McGaffigan, the IHI VP, one of the VPs, and Dina Dent, CNO and VP at Innova Fairfax. Uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Uh, and wanted to talk to you about uh, sort of a project or pilot program that you've been working on um, and sort of on uh, rapid, rapid cycle imp- improvements. Uh, with Johnson & Johnson. So, Patricia, if you could sort of, I guess, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, and I'll have you do that as well, Dina, mm-hmm. and then tell us about the, uh, the program. Sure. Thanks, Jay. Um, Patricia McGaffigan, one of IHI's vice presidents, and most of my work is overseeing patient and workforce safety and well-being. I've been at IHI, um, affiliated with IHI for the last 11 years, coming from the National Patient Safety Foundation. I am an incredibly proud nurse, and have had uh, the benefit of working across uh, industry and academia and clinical practice and in our work to improve health and health care. That's good for me, Jay, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> turn things yeah, over. Dina, tell us about Sure. Um, Dina Dent, I'm currently the Chief Nurse Officer and Vice President of Nursing at Fairfax Hospital, which is one of the five hospitals that make up our Inova Health System in Northern Virginia. I've been in the organization close to two years, and um, I'm very fortunate um, to be involved in an organization that has such a relationship with IHI. Uh, my background, I am a nurse, of course. I'm an RN. I have 27 years of experience in clinical and, and, and leadership, and had a have vast experience in different types of healthcare systems, academia, um, trauma, community health. Um, but I think all of that has led up to the role that I'm in today um, with the Nova Health System, and happy to be here on the podcast. Thanks. Um, so yeah, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the pilot. Yeah, so I'll just start off by saying in the context of this work that um, I proudly consider nurses to be healthcare's indomitable improvers. Uh, we have been improving for an awful long time since nursing was created, as have many other healthcare specialties. And the purpose of the work that we're doing um, in partnership and with the support of the Johnson & Johnson Center for Health Worker um, Innovation, as well as the Johnson & Johnson Foundation, is to really explore nurse-led care delivery solutions that attract and strengthen a thriving and diverse nursing workforce. So the essence of this project was really to uh, come together with some sites that were incredibly curious and interested in being a part of a collaborative learning network to be able to examine some of the proposed ideas that we had that fall into three buckets of how we could um, approach this work. Uh, One is on the use of virtual nursing technologies, and as you'll hear, and Dina will explain, like how much that really means, how broad that can be. The other is to think about uh, innovative technologies beyond uh, virtual technologies and how they are able to enhance care delivery and support the nursing workforce. And then the third area, Jay, is around how interprofessional teams can come together and collaborate in different ways as we look at a very, very changed work environment and in the face of 
a lot of challenges, but perhaps even more positively, a lot of opportunities to uh, improve the future, uh, led by the people who are doing the work. And, and you're working on, Dana, you know, you're working on sort of one yeah, one, one aspect of yeah. it, innovation in its entirety is, is massive, right? So for our organization, we chose to um, really start with the test of change around the innovation that is called, the concept is virtual nursing. It's really mm -hmm. virtual healthcare, mm -hmm. um, but virtual nurses, because nurses are driving and, and, and leading that change. Um, so it starts with technical things and you need equipment right? Um, oh, you need some kind of device so that the patient can see you and, and you can see them and it has to be bi-directional communication. Um, so there's voice activation, um, there's the um, feedback need and the ability to be able to view each patient and see if they are applicable to be able to experience a virtual nurse. How does it differ from what we typically know as telehealth, mm. you know, in the last couple of years? Yeah. So it, step, it steps it up, I imagine. It steps it yeah. up. Not much different, though. Um, again, the equipment and resources are very important. Um, you have to have pretty good Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You know, you have to be able to communicate. But let's not forget that our, it's, a, um, it's changed not just for our healthcare providers, but also for our community. Yeah. And, and, and our patients, right? Our patients come to the hospital for nurses to take care of them, right? And now I have a nurse next to me, and then I have a nurse on the screen yeah. that can show up at any time, right? So um, as we uh, know and, and what COVID has showed us is that there's a risk around re retention with, yeah. with staff, right? All workforce, not just nursing. Uh, but workforce challenging. So we want to make sure we're flexible and nimble um, with our current workforce as, as we move forward from a strategy around innovation. So our virtual nurses, um, the opportunities for those that are exhausted, exasperated, have, have worked those 12 to 14 hour shifts. We're thinking about retirement or maybe coming back, yeah. right? Or those that are really, they, they have a focus on innovation. They've always wanted to do it, and this is an idea for them. Um, so as much as it's impacting our community and our patients, it's also greatly impacting our nurses' team. So when did, uh, when did this begin, the program? So the twinkle in our eye began mm -hmm. about a year ago uh, in conversations with Johnson & Johnson. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I just really wanted to emphasize, too, um, that was so central to the shared vision that we had with J&J &J, was that um, in the face of the shortage of available nurses to work, it was the end goal was not about just retaining nurses. Um, and that's why there's very deliberate language in this work and threaded throughout the way we're working and what we're measuring that is focused on ensuring that nurses are joyful, they have meaning, they feel valued, and that they're thriving in the workforce. Um, and I think that's a really important distinction um, that is um, that would be very beneficial for healthcare to recognize. Mm -hmm. We have been looking at scarcity problems and saying, well, we've got a body at the bedside, but this work is taking us far beyond that. It is who is the person um, at the bedside and combined with the um, environmental considerations, like how do we, how do we redesign um, care yeah. uh, and care teams so that we are able to deliver the best care possible, but that the workforce, and I know you know this from prior conversations, Jay, but the, 
the well-being and the safety of the workforce is directly correlated with um, the outcomes and the experiences of patients. So that was really the bar that we set. It wasn't numbers. It was the right numbers doing the right work in the right way and evolving the future of healthcare in a way that would allow everyone to thrive. Um, so is the program still going on right now? Yeah. yeah. So, how long, so how long has it been? <laughs> so we, um, we started back in the spring. Okay. Uh, actually, we started back in January. And the first phase of work was centered around really understanding what was out there with care delivery innovation and looking at where nurses were engaged in this work and leading this work. And we had a phase where we reviewed the literature, we partnered with groups like the American Organization of Nurse Leaders who had a lot of workforce insights and they continue to be really central to this work as well. And then we um, held an expert panel to really validate some of the ideas we had, our theory of change of what would need to happen and, and how we could approach the future. And then we kicked off um, the second phase of the work um, after we uh, selected from a large number of applications five participating sites and we are moving on into our fourth month I believe of work on that project uh, it, that will continue into June and then the third phase of work will be the synthesis and the dissemination of this which is so in part important as we look at the learning system um, and the learning system that exists within this network but the learning system that is essential for being able to spread um, the ideas and um, the ways of um, working that uh, groups like ANOVA and the other four sites are helping us understand can lead to success. Thank you. So Dina, what have you been seeing so far um, you know, with the pilot? Has it met your expectations or uh, you know, what are some of the things that you've taken away from it? Yeah, no, it, it exceeded my expectations, mm -hmm. but also I had some learnings. Mm -hmm. um, it, it didn't, we didn't quite prepare for. I think really our success really relies around our relationship with IHI because it gave us the ability to hear challenges that other organizations were having, mm -hmm. right? It, it, it helped prevent us from walking into the, to those challenges and um, gave us um, relationships that, you know, now I could call a CNO at another organization or a CNO and, and ask, um, tell me your experience with this or that. Um, so. That has been very, very helpful. And then we also share, of course, um, our, our hills and valleys. Um, so right now, and we have three units in, in our hospital system. We have about 2,000 beds in, in our hospital system. And our average bed size of our unit is about 24. Now, um, just being mindful that all patients aren't able to communicate with a virtual nurse. Mm -hmm. If you have an average of, um, if you have 24 beds on a unit, probably about 18 or 19 really have the ability to communicate, then hopefully um, there's that relationship with the family if we're not able to communicate with the, with the patient. Um, but um, we went through, we had to get the equipment into yeah, one, yeah. right? So we had to shut rooms down in the middle of high capacity. So getting um, buy-in um, from finance, um, from additional C-suite members, our quality team, capacity management, and, and what that would look like. And 
then when we did get the cameras in, um, of course we have to take time to see visually, are we able to see, can you hear, can, the, yeah. can you co communicate yeah. effectively, can you operate, can you operate yeah. right? And, and then what ability does the virtual nurse have when it comes to documentation, right? So we went through those um, stages, um, but it didn't prevent us from being able to identify what our measures were, what our metrics and our, our keys to success were. Um, I look back and there's a few things I wish we probably would have done differently and maybe that was engage our multidisciplinary teams a little earlier. We really focused on nursing, which is what we should because that's who's taking care of the yeah. patients. But um, you do want to kind of let the physician know, oh, virtual nurse might come in room while you're in there, or yeah. physical therapy, or the occupational therapists that are in there working with the patient. Um, and so, um, and they're on board, um, but it was a delay that we probably should have gotten in front of a little bit earlier. Um, where, where do you see this going? Like, what, you know, what do you sort of hope will come out of this, you know, in the long run? Yeah, um, a few things. There's data that shows, and, and, and Dr. Zimmerman did a great presentation for us this morning around statistics as it relates to um, workforce challenges. Um, so the design of an acute care model, and when I say that, is how are we going to take care of our acute med surge population, right? Um, so that population, the acuity has gotten higher. Um, um, more challenges. We've, we've discussed things like work, workplace violence, our behavioral health population and those things. Um, how can we have additional support for our healthcare team on, on those units? How can we um, try to recognize um, patients that are deteriorating? How can we do that virtually and what does that look like with technology that we currently have? Um, so we want to be able to be miles ahead of of technology and, and overall de decrease administrative burden. So what nurses want to do is take care of patients. Yeah. I mean, yeah. any survey, any conversation you have with a group of nurses is going to say, I want to take care, I want to have the time with my patients. And that's what we're trying to give them back. And that's the joy of nursing, to be able to take time with their patients. So we're trying to take out um, the hunting the fetching, I can't find this, I need to take this patient here, and I have to answer the phone, and I can't get pharmacy on the phone, and I have to document this. We're trying to take that away from them so they can get back to the basics of patient care. So how, how the nurses found the, the pilot to be? I mean, you know, what's, their, what's their feedback? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's exciting, right? Yeah. So we have surveys, but I um, actually, um, before coming to this conference, I actually took the time to go up on the units and have conversations with the nurses. I wanted to hear, how's it going? Just randomly, right? Then it was, I will share, it was extremely high capacity at the time when I, when I went up there. We were actually boarding patients in the hallway um, and those things. However, when I talked about the virtual nurses, they smiled. They were extremely appreciative of having the additional support um, there are a few things that we added um, to the virtual nurse responsibilities of admission and discharge, right? Taking that time, and that it takes about an hour to admit or discharge a patient. That's a long time, yeah, yeah. right? So being able to remove that time and give that time back um, to our point of care staff is, is, is extraordinary. So that um, also pain reassessment 
And as you're aware, that's a joint commission expectation, right? It's regulatory, and we weren't doing that well with it, right? It's a 30-minute timeline, and we had some challenges. So um, being able to have the virtual nurse assist with that, just log in and ask the patient, what's your pain level now? I mean, you, you think of it as something small, but that's a pretty big deal yeah. in, a, in the course of a, a, a patient's, a nurse's day with, with patient care. So I only receive positive results also. Um, you think about recruitment. I mean, when the, the directors of those units recruit and say that they have virtual nurses, I mean, that's the recruitment yeah, in itself. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, yeah, the technology is there. They want to see it. Doctors want to work on the units with virtual nurses. The therapists, pharmacists want to work, you know, where they have the virtual nurses. It's additional support. Yeah. Um, and Jay, I just want, I wanted to add in a couple of things too. Um, you know, virtual nursing is one of the areas that many of the sites are working on in very different capacities. Another example is a site that is actually using a virtual resource nurse that's able to consult yeah. with the nurse who's at the bedside. So I, I wanted to illuminate that uh, because sometimes it's easy and it's really helpful to have the benefit of the technology to be able to. Uh, do um, the type of work that ANOVA is doing. Another example of how technology is being used in one of the sites is not with virtual nursing, but it's using technology to better match um, staffing and scheduling of yeah. nurses. Um, and uh, right now in many sites, that is a full-time job. Yeah. Uh, the charge nurse is spending all of their time juggling through things and trying to match the patient's needs with the capabilities um, of the nurse and, and making all of those pivots in real time as um, the typical hospital day may go. Mm -hmm. So, and a third site is um, bringing on mobility techs yeah. to be able to assist with um, evaluating uh, patients and supporting patients to be able to be mobilized more quickly. So I think that brings a little bit more of the dimension yeah. of what, you know, the many things that are happening and you know, you asked about the future. We've got sites that are um, one of the learnings that you know we've heard universally is that we thought we were doing small tests of change, but we never really truly understood what mm -hmm. that looked like mm -hmm. and how quickly we could put an idea into practice overnight and start with small tests. Um, and I think what we're really seeing here is just the unleashing of nurses' um, you know contributions and their recognition of wow, this is something that I am designing and co-creating with my colleagues as well. So I, I look at this and say this is the tip of the iceberg and there's so much hunger across healthcare on a global basis for um, ways to deliver care differently, to be able to help teams thrive and to be able to learn from um, the science of improvement to be able to do that in real time and not to just have a project handed to somebody where people say it's all baked. Right. Um, and that's where I think a lot of the major There's speed There's no ownership bumps. there, right? You're just There's no ownership, drop right. Your lap in yeah. addition to the 3,000 other things you've got on your lap. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And when those don't work, there's this sense of, oh my gosh, so here comes another idea yep. again. Yes. And so there's this whole like uh, revolution in the way that I think we um, think about um, the value of our workforce and, and really uh, connecting that to our purpose, uh, which was what Kedar talked about today, our purpose to be able to deliver the best care possible and to be able to feel great about doing it. And, you know, obviously during the pandemic, 
you kind of were forced to innovate because you know of lack of resources, lack of staffing. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about just sort of you know sure. how that came to be, and obviously I think that was part of the inspiration for this for this pilot too, right? Definitely. Yeah. Um, so we did things during COVID that we have. We should have done 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> I mean, we did. We automatically stood up um, virtual care um, in the homes. And um, we know as a healthcare um, that it's challenging for us to move as quick as, as other industries do. We still have the same shifts that we've had since probably Nightingale, right? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> we focus the same way. We admit patients in the ambulatory world. So um, even with all of the intelligence and the, the, the want and the need behind change, we still happen to be behind at times. Now, I think COVID taught us that we really have to take advantage of what in, of innovation that's there. We can't mm -hmm. wait any longer. Yeah. In the test of change priority that IHI um, gives us um, makes it more acceptable um, for us to do test of change because it's hard for a clinician to do something that we data analysis paralysis that's what we do <laughs> we have to have every piece of data yeah. from every aspect we have to cut in and slice it in an Excel before we can we move forward and the test of change concept helps us move quicker. Um, so virtual nursing is a little different. You asked me earlier than the sort of the virtual healthcare. Mm -hmm. During COVID, we had to send patients home fairly quickly with the pulse ox blood pressure and virtual capability to be able to manage through the home and um, have staff talk to them at home. We're providing that same level of care or more um, in the hospital setting. Right, that's what we're doing now. It's going to expand. It's going to grow. Um, just as was mentioned earlier, without IHI, um, we would not have gotten the feedback from organizations that use the mobility tech or the technology tech. I would have never thought of that. A technology tech, one of your clin techs on a unit, that is one of the burdens of our healthcare system. Yeah. The label printer isn't working. <laughs> the computer keeps going off. Right. I can't scan. You, and you engage someone, a tech, uh, that likes innovation, find somebody that's on their phone all day and say, hey. <laughs> but another organization did that and shared that with us. So that's the type of test of change um, that we're afforded with our relationship with IHR. And I think in the pandemic, um, you know, to the discussion that we're having right now, you are kind of getting at the fact that we created learning networks yeah, and, and rapid true. cycle, not only testing, but learning yeah. and sharing. And, and I think that is something mm -hmm. that folks never really realized uh, could, could happen in oh, healthcare. Yeah, we can do this. That's true. Right. Yeah. We, 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 yeah. you, what do you mean we need to learn from somebody else? What yeah. do you mean there's value in mm -hmm. that? And the learning system is just such a vital aspect of, of all of our work. And that is what a lot of the positive feedback has been to your point where people say, wow, I feel like I'm a part of something yeah. that's at my organization and is bigger. And the, the ability to learn from new ideas and new approaches um, has just added, I think, a dimension to this work and the way we think about it that is just so incredibly rich. Would you agree? I'm totally you're, you're in a, and I'm, I'm totally I'm trying to, you're, no, okay. you're spot on. Okay. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, with 
nurses leading you know these innovations that you know I think that goes to what you're talking about with retention and kind of finding that joy in your work yeah. is you know hey I did this you know mm-hmm. we're making we're making this better mm-hmm. so it's not like you're just sort of getting things handed to you you're actually a part of the lead. part of the decision making yeah. right the nurses are in the room um, and they're they're going back to their departments and unit and trying this and coming back and telling us why it didn't work or why it did work or how we should expand. So the test of change totally is led by our staff nurses. And how is that sort of, uh, you know, the other clinicians, you know, how are they kind of dealing with that? Are they kind of, you know, encouraging that as well? Or are they kind of, is it an adjustment? I mean, it's a new way of thinking, right? At this point, everyone wants to be a part of the virtual platform. Yeah. That's where we are now, right? So more recently, we talked about it in our last session, our case management care coordination um, team, uh, they're, they're on board and they're doing some small tests of change now and um, virtually been able to see more patients. They want, that will impact our length of stay and our discharges, our wound care team, which you know is a challenge um, for healthcare, um, happies and um, hospital fire pressure ulcers. We're looking at our wound care team being able to evaluate with a camera, right? So on our phones, they'll take pictures and then they're also able to do evaluations and consults virtually on the weekends and nights, which we don't currently have, mm-hmm. right? So those are the, the ideas that we're getting from other organizations and we implemented and had our groups together and they came up with the ideas, most recently, um, right after Thanksgiving. So those two areas are what we're moving forward with next. Every site that's participating has interprofessional team members mm-hmm. coming, mm-hmm. and if you think about it, there's IT folks that might yes, be involved, definitely. there might be finance folks that yeah. are involved, um, you know, other members of the healthcare team, the executive sponsorship, which is what you know you and and the other chief nurse executives are uh, bringing to the table, uh, is is just again. It, we, we use the language nurse-led, but the real yeah. work is being done by nurses as part of teams. Right. And um, I think the other critical element of this that we cannot emphasize enough is that there's that deference to expertise of the nurse that knows very, very deeply what matters to patients and what's important to address and what might be unnecessary, you know, or create barriers to being able to give the best care possible for the individual patients. Excellent. Um, so you mentioned, you know, I guess some, at some point next year you'll publish the, the findings from the pilot. What's sort of the next phase after that is looking to get it kind of disseminated or, you know, across, you know, across healthcare or like are you, how you see this kind of rolling out? Yeah. There's so much interest in this work and part of our collaboration with J&J and uh, with the partner organizations and groups like the American Organization of Nurse Leaders is we are getting it out now as we go. Uh, Notes on Nursing is the Johnson & Johnson um, blog and um, the article that was recently published Mm -hmm. um, on uh, the pilot and what we're doing and why has been the most widely read of any of the many, many publications that J&J does. Um, and we are continuing to kind of share in other communities like the AONL workforce community that Dr. Zimmerman uh, is leading. Um, when One of the things that I think is so important to keep in mind too is that we are looking at small tests of change. And the participating organizations, when they have a high enough degree of belief in what they're doing, 
Um, then we move into implementation, mm -hmm. uh, which is where something is more uh, codified and, and uh, I use the word permanently here as a placeholder, but more permanently adopted. And um, as the evidence continues to grow, then we look at the opportunity to really scale within organizations, like you talked about, across different units, and then beyond the community. So we, uh, we will be sharing a lot of this work is about understanding the nuances of what makes something successful. Mm -hmm. You can't just take a virtual nursing at ANOVA and plop it into right. another organization mm -hmm. and say it's going to be a win. Because every organization is different. different. Every organization is different. And I think that's one of the real skill sets that healthcare is beginning to truly appreciate is that cookie cutter stuff, just because it works somewhere, um, is not necessarily going to work in other places as well, unless other considerations are taken into mind. So building out not, not only the inventory of what solutions are, but the context um, and what's important that is really essential to help people understand what their readiness is uh, to do something and to be able to provide um, the coaching and the tips. I think this will grow into something bigger. I can see much larger communities coming together to do this um, as we look toward uh, scale. Uh, we did this quite some time ago with the Transforming Care at the Bedside yeah. Initiative. Yeah. And I think about this as TCAB 2.0 in many respects with immense potential. Excellent. Well, Patricia and Dina, thank you so much. And thank good you. luck with, uh, with this the rest of the way. All right. Thank you. I'd be happy right. to keep you updated. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, please do. Thank you. That wraps up episode 94 of PSQH the podcast. You can find more information about the show and listen to on demand episodes at psqh.com. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Thanks again, stay safe, and happy holidays.